What's going on? This be your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, episode 5. And I got two special guests. I got AF Music and Dutta Daz, also known as Da Vinci. What's going on, y'all? How you doing, man? It's all, all good here in Connecticut, man. Yeah, man. Is it still snowing up there? Actually, it's not snowing right now. It's actually a nice day out today, but you never know. Snow could come very soon. <laughs> yeah, because I know, I know y'all been in the snow for about, what? It was like a, a month or two, right? Up yeah, there. we had we had a pretty decent snowstorm probably like a couple weeks ago, um, but I mean I'm looking outside right now, pretty much all the snow you know pretty much melted. So, um, but that could change. You know, being in New England, you know, two days from now it could you know snow another six inches. So you you never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just introduce ourselves. Tell tell the people a little bit about ourselves. Yeah. So um, like I said, uh, AF Music. Um, and uh, I'm the producer of the group DaVinci X, also um, function as artist of the group as well. Um, but, you know, I've been uh, in music production for probably the past uh, maybe six, seven years. So I, I started early in college, really getting into, um, you know, recording, mixing, engineering. Um, on that front, pretty much all self-taught. Um, but I'm a trained musician. Um, so, I mean, since I was probably eight or nine, um, and I took music lessons, I was musically trained. Um, so I, I started off playing trumpet pretty early on, and uh, I played, you know, jazz groups, I played in orchestras. So I always had a solid foundation for music. Um, so, so breaking into, uh, you know, recording and uh, producing was a little bit easier in the fact that I, you know, already had a solid base for understanding um, you know, musical arrangements and things of the sort. So, um, you know, so the past, you know, three or four years, we've just been really working on getting kind of a polished product out. And, you know, we've been getting a little buzz here the past past year or so. So we're just looking to build on that and, mm-hmm. and hopefully show the world what we can do. So, and um, I'm done a dash. Make that known. A lot of people have a hard time pronouncing it. Uh, <laughs> dash. <laughs> um, I'm what they call the, I guess, the spitter, the spitter of the group. You know, I do a lot of the rap and lyrical content. Um, I put together some melodies. You know, I've always uh, been into music ever since I was young. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up going to church and being in choir and whatnot, so I know how that works. So I'm able to put together melodies, but I also, but my heart is with, um, you know, rap and hip hop music. So I like to combine the two. And working with AF, um, you know, he helps put the melodies together and put the instrumentals behind the track. So that's where I come from with the music background. Okay. So when, when does y'all real, when does y'all realize, um, that music was, uh, was like not only your passion, but like your path. So, um, I think probably about six years ago, mm-hmm. this is very probably about the time when we started working together. Um, you know, Dash was working on a project separately, um, with uh, a guy we still work with, his name's um, RT. He works out of a studio in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, he primarily does a lot of our mastering, um, and he was working on a project with Dash. And um, a lot of it was, I mean, how much of that was like original content? Was it more like yeah? So I'm just like a culmination of different things that he was working on. And, um, you know, so he, he pretty much had a, a project all set to go, and um, 
you know, kind of from that point, you know, we were just interested in kind of developing some other sounds. I had just started getting into music production, so, um, you know, we worked on a couple tracks together. You know, listening back to them now, they, you know, I'm not all too impressed with the stuff that I was doing way back then, but, um, you know, from that point, we kind of figured that, you know, maybe we got something here, maybe, you know, this is something we can grow into, you know, like a really solid sound, so... Um, from that point, I mean, we pretty much every month, you know, every week we were working on something different, mm-hmm. developing sound. Um, and I think that for a lot of producers and a lot of artists, it's about finding a, a sound and, um, you know, music, there's niches in music, you know, you hear a Drake track come on, you automatically know it's Drake. Yeah. And Drake's very versatile, but you know. You know, a lot of the you know really popular artists on now that they have a sound that you know is unmistakable. You know, whether it's Migos, whether it's uh, Travis Scott, whether it's Drake. I mean, these guys have a, a sound, and I think that's what you know a lot of their fan base comes from. So, you know, rather than having six or seven different things you're good at, I mean, finding a sound that really resonates with you and your music, I think, is what's gonna draw attraction so I mean it probably took us a couple years to really develop um, a sound that we think is something that people will will gravitate to and something that people will appreciate so and, it's, and we're still working on our craft this day I mean that never stops but I think we're at a point where we've developed enough skills in writing and producing you know together that you know we can pretty much record something and know it's going to be a solid product so mm-hmm. So did y'all have any, like, uh, influences growing up? Like, you know, different artists that I used to listen to when I was younger? Uh, growing up, for me, pretty much. Mm-hmm. What's hip-hop music? Hip-hop music, of course, you know, the Jay-Zs, you know, Nas, Eminem, yeah. you know, all the greats, of course, but I also was into R&B, um, like, you know, Usher, um, who else back then? There's a bunch of R&B artists. I, I can't really think of any right now, but Usher, um, and then the hip-hop greats. But as far as other genres, I, I wasn't really into many other genres except, you know, growing up in, in church and, yeah. and gospel music. But other than that, it was always hip-hop and R&B for me. I'm pretty sure AF had other lanes that he, he was into, which you can see in our music. We tell about our music that it's not just hip-hop and R&B. The reason, um... Before I, before I go to AF, the reason why I asked because um, I'm, one of the tracks I listened to was Dead Prayers. And, um, when I first even, now I listen to it, but when I first seen like the title, I like, you know, everybody know about Jay-Z and Nas, like with the Death President songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to the song, to me, it kind of had that feel but with the, you know, with AF, you know, he comes in, you know, with the melodies and stuff like that. Um, what, what, like, cause coming from the East Coast, because a lot of people, you know, listen to Jay-Z, Biggie, Nas, you know, listen to, like, different artists from, you know, you know, from the region. But, like, listen to y'all music, like, before we recorded the podcast, the reason why I ask, cause like y'all sound is different. Like it's, it's like top one hundred sound. Mm. Like and it, it could be like 
I don't. I, I can't. I don't. I'm. I'm a, I don't want to say pop because it's. It's not pop. It's like you still get that that lyrical. You know, you still get mm. that R and B vibe. Like that's why I ask. Like what? What do? What? What? Um. Where y'all get that that sound from? Because it's so unique. You know. Yeah. So I mean, like like Dash said, I mean, we definitely work. You know, always try and keep our influences to people who paved the way in music. So people like Jay Z, people like Kanye West, people like Nas. So, I mean, Dead Press is obviously, like, an iconic hip-hop track. Yeah. I mean, that's an unmistakable hip-hop track. It's arguably one of Jay-Z's most iconic uh, recordings. And, um, you know, just kind of a way for us to pay homage to, um, you know, some old hip-hop and, you know, people who are true hip-hop heads, um, you know, can appreciate something like that. So... Um, so as far as that track goes, I mean, I, I found the original sample that, um, that that track was um, produced from. I, and I'm pretty sure, I think Just Blaze produced yeah. their president. It could be wrong. I think it was, I think just, it was I think it was Just Blaze, but, um, so I, I found the original sample and I, I just chopped up the sample in my own kind of way. And, um, and I just, I wanted to build a little bit different of a sound to it. And, you know, I've got my own unique type of sound. I gravitate towards certain sounds. So, um, you know, it just ended up being something that worked out, you know, really well sonically. And then I sent it to Dash. And obviously, you know, being such a great lyricist, Mm -hmm. I mean, he wrote wrote something in a a day and we recorded it. We loved the way it sounded. Uh, um, So, you know, we decided that we just, we would release that, you know, have it on our SoundCloud, post a little snip on our Instagram um, you know, that, that way people who, you know, pull up our pages, you know, can see that, you know, while we do have this unique sound, you know, at heart, we still really want to pay homage to, you know, the, uh, the real hip hop influences and things like that. So as a, as a producer, did you have any, um, did you look up into any other producers growing up, like the Dre's? The uh, Pharrell's, things like that, people like that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, I mean, when I first started producing, I was always on YouTube watching producer videos, so videos from, um, you know, Pharrell's N.E.R.D. days, um, you know, a big influence of mine in those times was Ryan Leslie, I mean, he was, he kind of started that whole phase of putting up producer videos of him in the studio, you know, starting with an instrument and then adding on various instruments just to show how uh, he produced his music, so, um, and then people like Just Blaze, um, and, and you know, currently, you know, a lot of the uh, producers out now that are pretty, you know, popular, and 40, um, is a, definitely a big influence of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Will made it, I think he's a great producer, uh, you know, guys like Metro Boomin, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these producers that are out now, you know, are definitely people I still, um, you know, pay attention to, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, to keep your count and your sound current, um, I think you need to know what other people are doing. So while I don't model my music after other producers, I think there's certain sounds that you need to have in your music so that people can hear it and say, well, oh, I can hear that on the radio. So I always try to pay attention to what other producers are doing and um, little tricks of the trade that they might incorporate into their music and maybe I'll decide... You know, I think this is something that I, you know, I can put in my music and whatnot. So, um, I think always staying educated on what other people are doing, 
you know, it's a good way to, you know, kind of incorporate that into your own music, so. Okay, yeah, because, you know, I noticed that in the different, um, like, every five years, the sound of music changed, and you start seeing, like, a lot of producers. They don't have, because you can always tell each producer what they sound like. Maybe they have, like, a type of snare or a type of drum that they use. Mm, but they, they follow they follow that same like the like the same uh, like for example crunk music back in the early two thousands was big you know you mm. had a lot of you know producers not doing the same sound but they was going in that same like like that same avenue like they trying to they try to follow it but what they own you know what they own tune and stuff like that. Mm, so, that's right. Um, Dutta Dash, um, before we started the podcast, before we started recording, you said that you and AF play sports. What sports did y'all play? Man, we played, we played uh, basketball, football, tennis, uh, golf. We played, we played a lot of sports. That Our whole family, is, that's what we do. We like to play sports and, you know, very competitive we like to compete mm-hmm. so even when it comes to music if we throw on a, a if AF throws on an instrumental we might have a competition who could write a better you know chorus or hook and it's just that's how we are we're just competitive and we like to compete and sports is, was always a part of that my dad you know taught me a bunch of sports or his dad was a uh, great in baseball and a whole bunch of other sports so that's just what we do it's, it's, we're just competitive yeah, because I would say that sports is like, you know, it helps people, you know. You may not, like, for example, you may not, you could be in, like, middle school, high school, even college. You may not go pro, but, like, sports always been like that, 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 that thing that just helps you with communication, with teamwork, with hard work, and you know, exactly. dedication. So, like, John, like, with, with, with both of y'all, like, y'all... You know, y'all doing music. You know, y'all didn't go pro in sports, but y'all y'all went pro in music, and y'all took that same aspects from sports into music. And look at y'all like y'all building a uh, like y'all have your own brand. Y'all have a, a buzz, you know. So, you know, I would say sports is something that um, I will always love to encourage you know kids to do because it will help them in the long run. Exactly. Agreed. Even as even in music, music is competitive too. So yeah. it's, it's the same thing. So I mean, we have a different sound, but we also want to compete with it. I'm not just competing with people that's from Connecticut. I'm trying to compete with people that you know are, are the best right now. Mm-hmm. So so that's how I feel. Like I always want to be. I always want to win. I feel like I'm a winner, and whoever is the best right now, that's I'm trying to take that spot. That's where I get that competitive and that, that competition in hip hop. That's why I love hip hop so much because you know. That's what you, you you compete for. Who's the best? Who's the best lyricist? How can you top that lyricist? Mm-hmm. And you know that's what you get. What you get with sports and music. Mm-hmm. Um, to continue on the sports um subject, what what particular sport did both of y'all like the most? Uh, I mean, for me, like Dash said, we we played everything growing yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, we tennis camps early on. Um, I mean, we lived across the street from each other all growing up, so, um, you know, I've got an older brother, we've got a cousin who's the same age as us, so we were always outside, you know, from waking up till late, we were outside playing basketball, 
Um, you know, so, but for me personally, I mean, I, I grew up playing soccer, so I played soccer in college as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so soccer is probably the sport I'm most proficient at, if you want to say I'm proficient at anything, which I'm probably really not in retrospect, but, um, but I mean, I love basketball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, football, we both play a football team together. We play a basketball team together. Um, so I mean, I'm a lover of all sports, so I get different phases of where, you know, maybe I really feel like playing tennis or maybe I really feel like playing golf. I mean, it just kind of comes in waves. So, okay. uh, you know, but overall, you know, I, I'm a lover of all sports. So as for me, um, it's definitely between basketball and football. I really have a hard time deciding. Um, so yeah, between basketball and football, football, I just love, you know, Football, you can't, there's no other sport like football because it's so competitive and it's physical. Like, you got to really want it in football. Yeah, and yeah. Basketball, basketball's a little bit more finesse and, you know, so it's, it depends on how I'm feeling, but it's out of those two. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, one more question about sports. What, who, who y'all going for in the Super Bowl? Oh, Patriots. So y'all not, <laughs> not the Patriots. <laughs> so, it's the the Patriots. So, AF, I can tell you a Patriots fan. Does what's your favorite team? I like the Raiders. The Raiders, okay, that's what's up. Yeah. Why the Why the Raiders? Um, why the Raiders? Cause it's, I, I know an artist from um, Jersey, and she told me the same thing. Like the Raiders been like a favorite team, like growing up. I'm I, I just growing up, you know. Um, I actually, actually it's from midget football. I had some cousins that played on a. A midget football team, and they were the Raiders, and I, I just like their logo and the way they looked. I like the symbol; it was gritty. Then growing up, um, I just became a fan of the team. It's from the West Coast. I liked how the fans acted and and whatnot. And then out here, I just I like to be different. I don't like to, you know, out here is a lot of Patriots fans. You know, the, the bum ass Patriots, yeah. and, uh, the Giants and uh, Jets. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a little different. Go towards the West Coast. So I, I was. Follow the Raiders, man. Yeah, because in one of the videos on YouTube, I seen a Dolphin on top. I'm like, this man, a <laughs> yeah. Dolphin fan, yes. But you're, you're a Raiders fan. I ain't got no problem with the Raiders. Hey, how many see it? You don't like me out there. I like the way the Dolphins look. Yeah, yeah. man. So, so, AF, why, um, so you really love the Patriots? Oh, I mean, I, yeah, hard, a hardcore Patriots fan. I mean, my, my father, uh, my, I I live in I live, grew up in a Patriots household, so my mother's a hardcore Patriots fan. My father is a hardcore Patriots fan, so I really had, never really had a choice growing up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than to be a Patriots fan. But um, you know, being from New England, I mean, <laughs> Connecticut's kind of like a middle ground. Yeah. So you get you get like Giants fans, you get Jets fans, you get get Patriots fans, and then people like Dash who just you know gravitate towards whatever team they like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you get closer to the Massachusetts area, and you're in Patriots land, like, 100%. So, um, but I've just, I've always been a, a super Patriots fan from the Bloodsoe era to now the Tom Brady era. Um, and obviously, if you love the Patriots, you love Tom Brady. So, yeah. I, won't, I won't say too much about Tom Brady because I know that's the controversial subject. But, uh, but that's my dude. I'm a Patriots fan, so we'll be ready to win the Super Bowl. I mean, the thing with Tom Brady is like when when Kobe 
Hey, Kobe. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> when, dude, Kobe. Yeah, like, Kobe, yeah, like, Kobe growing up, like, Kobe, um, Kobe and Dwayne Wade and, like, Shaq was, like, my favorite players, you know, uh, you know, of our generation and stuff like that, so, when Kobe yeah. retired, you had a lot of them, you know, teams from out west that was just excited, so, um, my fiance, her cousin, her um, cousin, because my fiance, she's from Manhattan, New York. So, um, mm. one of her cousins is a Jets fan, and we yeah. said one thing that we got um, mutual respect in is that when Tom Brady retired, we go be happy because this man been running the whole division for like exactly. two <laughs> decades, <laughs> man. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to get back into music, um, I seen a video, y'all. Um, Y'all did for Puerto Rico. Y'all Puerto Rican descent? So, yeah, my, my father um, is from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. uh, and he moved to the States when he was pretty young. Um, I still have some family in Puerto Rico now. Um, but but I'm half Puerto Rican and, and half black. So, yeah. uh, you know, so that's that's kind of a little bit on my heritage. What about you, Dutta Dash? Uh, I'm full black, but um, I did that because, you know, I feel for for Puerto Rico and what's going on with that situation. Plus, AF is half Puerto Rican, so we wanted to incorporate that in the music and the track that we did. Yeah, cause like when I seen the um, when the hurricane had came, you know, we was hit, you know, real bad. But I mean, we, you know, it's the United States, like we gonna recover. Um, Puerto Rico haven't had a, a hurricane in about seventy plus years, so they wasn't ready for that. You know, and um, Definitely. it's still crazy because a lot of um, people still don't have no power. Like, I seen a video, like, last week that one of the schools just got power. Mm, and it was kind of too. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, and it was sad, like, damn, like, you know, if anything I can do, you know, I can help. You know, um, you know me and my, um, especially my fiance, she's Dominican, but she, okay. have a, she has a lot of family in Puerto Rico. She pretty much, you know, you know, like... Her family moved to like different places, and one of them went to Puerto Rico. So like that's like a second or third home, you know. So it was mm -hmm. like hard for her to see all that. But um, you know, speaking of that, like you know, cause a lot of people don't want to talk about him. I don't really <laughs> want to talk about him either. But it's really because I want to hear you know other people's opinions, especially about like the whole situation. You know, dealing with Puerto Rico. Mm. Like how how you know how did you feel about that AF like about like he wasn't really you know treating Puerto Ricans you know because Puerto Ricans Americans it's an American territory like he wasn't yeah. treating yeah. them like he was basically treating Puerto Rico like a third world country like yeah yeah I, I mean and anyone that you know, pays attention to the media and, and follows these type of things. I mean, there's obviously been a lot of stories to come out about, you know, things racially with how the president deals with things and, you know, his potential prejudices that might be coming out. So, I mean, that, that's something that, you know, people know about what's out there, um, you know, and I know especially, you know, people in my family, you know, most of my Hispanic families live in Connecticut, so um, you know I, I know that my family didn't appreciate the way that 
the whole situation was handled. It almost seemed like it was kind of like a second, third, fourth type of thought thing. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really taken that seriously. So, you know, and then you see the videos of, you know, him going there and it almost seemed like it was like a, like an obligation and yeah, kind like of making he, a joke of it with yeah, like he was forced to. like that. Yeah. So just, it just seemed a little bit, uh, disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I mean, we, we could probably have a two hour conversation about politics and, mm-hmm. you know, thing with Trump, you know, but, and I'll keep it simple as saying, I, I, you know, I don't fully support most of the things that, that this guy says, um, and what he stands for, and um, I mean, you could come up with things for every president that ever served and say, I don't like this, I don't like this, you know, that about him. Um, but when it comes to um, not treating people equally across the board, that's when, you know, I feel like, you know, now we have to stand up, use our voice for something, and express our opinion on, you know, we're not about people being treated differently because of where they look, where they're from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether that be Muslim, whether that be some Puerto Rico, whether I mean you're Christian, I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, we, you know, our music for everybody, um, we stand for everybody. I mean, we, we come from a multiracial background, so, um, you know, we, we understand what it's like. So, um, we're all about positivity, equality, and I think, if more people spread that message and you maybe get a little bit more, um, positivity, positivity overall. So, I mean, that, that track that we, um, recorded, we recorded that pretty much shortly after the whole hurricane issue and then the NFL issue, you know, with, um, you know, that whole fiasco. So, uh, you know, I, I think if you have some of a voice, use it to express your opinions. And I think you can do it in a respectful way to where you're getting your, you know, your, your views out, um, getting, you're getting your views out there. So that's what we just decided to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a, you know, a, a great message because, you know, you don't really see that from, I mean, of course you see like from artists, you know, that's already made it and stuff like they talked about it, but you don't really see it from a lot of, um, up and coming artists, you know, or I call them, you know, like mid major, but, um, mm. I really want to consider y'all mid-majors because I feel like y'all can blow up, like, in two hours from now, like, you know, like, um, like, the, the go-back, the the dash, the go-back, um, to the Puerto Rico situation, but also to the NFL situation, well, for both of y'all, how do y'all feel about that situation, especially with Colin Kaepernick? Uh, I feel like, uh, I think it was um, tough for Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I think he's putting a. I feel like he's a he's a leader for doing that. What he did, you know, um, mm-hmm. taking a knee. It's hard. I mean, how do I say? How can I put it? I just feel like I just feel like he paved the way for a bunch of other athletes mm-hmm. to do what he did, and I wanted to put that in a song, a message showing how much like. You know, he meant to me also seeing that he did that. And, you know, he put his, his job on the line, his life on the line. He doesn't have a job right now in the NFL. And that's because he, the way he felt and, you know, following the way the way that he felt, felt like he was tr- being treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. As, a black, as, a, as a black man, you have to commend that. 
and I had I just felt like I needed to put that in my music. Yeah, man, because I feel like the whole situation was unfair. Like, man, a lot of people understand too. It's like, all right, he could have stayed with the 49ers. He could have because he had like a, a, a extra year, but he opted yeah. out because he wanted to bet on himself. Meaning that he was like, I want to get more money. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that he ain't just like, just, you know, they ain't just kick him out. I feel like that was a reason how they did it. Like, they're like, oh, so he opted out. And that was a good reason for them to let them let him go and not sign him. And when I look back at the situation, I'm like, you know, this man, what he did was so courageous. Like, yeah. I don't know how many, I don't even know how many people would do that, you know, like, would sacrifice their, you know, their career. Like, people could say all they want, like, yeah, he got the money and stuff, things like that. But still, like, man loved football. You know, like, that was his passion growing up. Like, that was one of his passions mm-hmm. growing up. And, Definitely. Uh, you know, just to see him, like, not get a, even a, a little chance, not even a tryout, you know, because of, you know, what he stood for. And, and and it goes back, like, I be having conversations, you know, with my, my homeboys and stuff about, like, like this whole world is, 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 like, full of hypocrites. Like, you have people, you know, which I believe people deserve second chances, you know. Like, I was, like, for, um, like, I voted on the ballot that people who have, like, you know, uh, charges, like, what are the felonies? Cause you know, like, mm-hmm. now people with felonies, they can't vote, but they're trying to push that. I'm like, mm-hmm. people, you know, I feel like people with felonies should have a second chance. Now, to me, the only, it's certain things that I want to, like, you know, let slide, but still, like, people still, you know, deserve a second chance. And, like, for him to get blackballed like that for, for for his rights, so you got other people doing like worse stuff than what he doing, and what he doing is not even bad. It's just exactly. giving mm-hmm. a positive message, you know, about the police um, brutality and about you know um, having equal um, equal um, rights and everything. Like it's just, it was unfortunate, man. I feel like I I hope one day like he either play for the league again or he become like a owner because the man is smart you know so yeah um another another situation too i want to talk about um you know because you know being in the entertainment industry um i don't know if y'all y'all heard about the monique situation with the um with the netflix Oh, I Netflix. really heard all about it, but yeah, what is that with the Netflix? So, basi- so basically, shout out to Monique, please, you my auntie, but, you know, I want to I wanna set this um, out. Um, so basically, you see that, like, Netflix starting to do all these stand-ups for the last couple of years, like, they had Dave Chappelle, they had um, all these cat women, they had all these um, comedians, I think Chris Rock going to do one too. Yeah. Um... They have any specials for these comedians, and to mm-hmm. me, you know, yeah, we have HBO and Showtime, but like Netflix is like really bringing that feeling back of. I just want to on Saturday night. I just want to watch a stand up. You know, they bringing that back, but 
She was yeah, doing yeah. a special, a second special, because she did one before. Um, I didn't even know about that, but she did. She, she they offered her five hundred thousand dollars. Where they charge, um, what's the girl name? Amy. I forgot the, the whole the, the girl name. The, I forgot her whole name, but uh, Amy Schumer. Yeah, Amy Schumer. Like they was paying her like I think like one point seven million dollars or something like that. Some something like that. And then mm. like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock was getting paid like twenty or thirty million a, a episode. And she keeps she keeps saying that like you know she's the most decorated comedian, but I'm like you know she's the most what decorated comedian and like I I love Monique Monique is like my auntie you know we that's like that's like everybody auntie but like I feel yeah. like she's she's pushing it too much you yeah, know, yeah because yeah, yeah. like you gotta think about it Dave Chappelle Chris Rock <laughs> I mean Cat yeah, Williams Cat Williams yeah. like these are like. Kevin Hart, I mean, all these guys are on there now. Yeah, yeah, like, like Charlamagne was talking about it because in his podcast, and he was saying that um, if Kevin Hart wants to do a Netflix special, they will pay him a lot of money because he's hot. Even he's with the pop- he's popular right now. Yeah, even with the female comedian Tiffany, like if if she did a special, she'll she'll they will pay her a, a whole load of money. It's just that Monique. You know, me and my fiance had a conversation about it, and she was pretty much saying like everybody should. Like Monique hasn't; she's been in movies lately, but she hasn't had that, you know, like that memorable moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. in, the, in the past few years. And so, so what is she? Is, so she's saying Netflix is being prejudiced against her. Like, like, like it's like first she wanted to do black, but I'm like, you know, they should put Chris Rock as black. You know, they black. But then she wanted yeah. to put, like, the sexist, you know, um, thing in it. But I'm like, you got Amy, you got Wanda Sykes, you have all these other female comedians that's, you know, they getting paid, but you got to realize of what they doing for themselves right now. Like... She's feeling some type of way. Yeah, yeah she's... Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know... She also got to realize, too, like, yeah, you got all these, you know, awards and things like that. But I, I just feel like she's not keeping up, you know, with today's, like, and, like with today's situation. That's social media. Like, look yeah. at Oprah. Yeah. Oprah got her own podcast, and she got her own television and stuff. She's keeping up with technology. Monique, she's not really, you know, doing that. And that's why I, I, that's why I feel like she's not getting the money that she deserves because she's not in like every avenue like she's yeah you have the movies and stuff like that but like you have to be hands on with your fans like Kevin Hart all these comedians they are hands on with they with their fans and stuff that's why they're getting all the opportunities so yeah I don't remember the last time I saw Monique in anything I mean she's not in, she was real popular there for you know maybe a couple years back but I don't remember the last time I even saw her do anything really relevant so when, when her name came up because I saw a couple things pop up on, on my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, like, where the hell is Monique coming from? Like, <laughs> you know, she's not really been out there like that, you know, so that you, like, are keeping up on her name, like you said. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> so she obviously, you know, is feeling some type of way about something. Yeah, it gotta be, but my my whole question for that, that whole, that whole situation for y'all is like, um, as artists, Cause I have a lot of growth, you know, like, you know, 
always feel, I always tell people that even if you make it to the point where you want to be at, you still you still growing as a person, um, and you still like learning things every day. Um, how would y'all feel in that situation? Like, have y'all been in a situation before where y'all should have been paid more than than like? Let's say, like, all right, like, I'm trying to say, a promoter come up to y'all and say, we want y'all to do a, a show, but it's, 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 he give you a number, but it's less than what y'all, um, what I hope to be. Would y'all take it, or would y'all, like, you know, fight for it? Hmm. I, I think, I think a lot of that is understanding like where you are in your situation currently. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, while if someone came to me and said, you know, I want to pay you $500 for the show to perform for two hours. And I think we're worth 2000. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what can I base that $2,000 thing I'm worth on? I mean, while we've got great music, I mean, we, there's still a lot of room for us to grow as artists. I mean, we're not, we're not world known or we're not known all over the US. I mean, we're slowly building following. But am I at a point where I can demand that of someone right now and tell them, listen, you know, you need to give me X, Y, Z because I think I'm worth it. Well, how do I how do I show that person that I'm worth that? Do I think I have enough contact behind me to, to prove that I'm worth two hundred percent more than what you're offering me? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where people gotta balance, like, you know, when when to take an offer or what and to, you know, turn offer down and try to negotiate something higher. So, I mean, I think it's a lot of knowing what your current circumstances are and picking and choosing your battles because, you know, maybe that $500 isn't worth it right now, but could that $500 and exposure again from that event lead to another event where you're getting paid the $2,000? It could. So, mm-hmm. so, I think it's just about knowing your circumstances, knowing the environment, you know, knowing the person that is offering you the opportunity or offering you the pay, I mean, I, I think, you know, just using some discernment to know whether or not someone's trying to take advantage of you um, by offering you something low or, or, you know, if they're really offering you something that's like the current market value. So if he's paying another artist $500 that's relatively has the same buzz as me, then, you know, I got to take that $500 mm-hmm. and, 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 and live with it. But... You know, it's just it's just knowing your surroundings, knowing, um, you know, and then reevaluating yourself and, and where you are currently in your career. And as you become more popular, then you can demand more, you know, but you got to start somewhere and, and build on that. So. And pay me the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, yeah, because this, this goes now to, like, the, the, the business um, part of the podcast. That I love the most. Um, so, what what um what other adventures do y'all have, like besides the music? Um, I mean, a lot of our time is focused on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and money in a sense is focused on, you know, getting your getting our product out there. So I mean, there's so many platforms now where you can promote your music. Yeah. Uh, but, but it requires money to do that. So, um, you know, whether it's putting something on YouTube and, 
you know, trying to get out there and get views. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it requires putting money behind it so that you get to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. uh, and same thing with like Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, to a certain point, if you want to reach a wider audience, you know, you do have to put some money and funds behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but as far as other events, I mean, we're, we, we try and keep our palette pretty open for, um, different opportunities and, and things. So, you know, we work with a guy who does, um, you know, we're working on getting his music, you know, you know recording, he's actually recording music videos and things. So yeah. he's working on getting that part of his business up. So, um, you know, working alongside people like that who are, you know, trying to develop themselves as well. Um, you know, then personally, we have our own interests that we're in, you know, financially that, that, that we, you know, kind of take care of ourselves. But, um, you know, on the music front, a lot of our focus is more so put there. Um, you know, for, for any musician coming up, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, takes, it takes money, um, it takes time. And the money isn't always there, so yeah. um, you know that's when you have to find other creative ways to get your music out there. Um, and you know, it's balancing whether it's putting out quality music or putting out a quantity of music. I mean, what's better? You just blast the internet with music and hope something sticks, or yeah. do you take time to create a quality product, put a little bit more money into that product, so that when you put it out there, you know, it immediately grab someone's attention so you know we, we balance the two and I, I think generally we put most of our time energy money into creating a great product a great music um you know a, a product the first time around you know so I, I think most of our resources are kind of you know put that way mm -hmm. well that's that's the um the great you talk about that because I want to um know Especially from Dub, from from Dutta Dads, because a lot of rappers are coming out with like music like every day. Um, yeah. Is it really important? Because there's only a few artists, you know, that rather take their time, you know, let the music ride out for a few months or for like a year. Cause you know, back in the day, like back in the early 2000s and stuff, you could release an album. And that could last you about two to three years, you know, depending on the on the quality of the album. Do you that, think that it's still important to, you know, as an artist to still, you know, take your time instead of like rushing stuff out and keeping up with time? Yeah, I mean, for for me, mm -hmm. I scratched about maybe maybe two projects before we even put this uh, this album out. Mm -hmm. You know. That's, for me, it's all about quality. It, it wasn't quantity. I could do I could do a bunch of songs or a bunch of tracks with a few freestyles and just keep pushing, but it's not going to be, you know, the best the best quality, the best that I got to give. So I had I had um, two track I mean two projects that I did and I scrapped them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like 20, 20 tracks, twenty to thirty tracks that just I scrapped because I felt like it wasn't ready, and so I got the direct sound. And you know I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, so if it doesn't sound right, then I don't want it out. Mm -hmm. But it's to the point now where that I felt like our album was complete from beginning to end, mm -hmm. and it was ready to come out. And the next project that we're working on, I mean, it's not our, it's not going to be done in a month. It, it might take you know half a year, but mm -hmm. because of the quality, we want you know great music. 
So, but and, and when you drop a, a great album or you drop great music, like you said, it's gonna last longer than a a, a, a ten track mix mixtape that you just put a few bars on and you know you're trying to call it a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have so, yeah, have projects on iTunes. Yeah, um, our first project uh, called "The Wait Is Over." Um, that's on iTunes right now. Um, so it's it's listed under Dutta Dash and AF. But the project is called The Wait Is Over. Um, and that's, uh, I think it's a 13, total 13 tracks, I think, right around yeah. there. Um, yeah. So we recorded that over the course of a couple years. Um, and that's, like, like Dash said, you know, that was the project that we felt, you know, showcased us the best um, as kind of our coming out project. Yeah, because um, I... I gotta check that out because I heard like your singles and I was trying to look for like um, projects. And okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm check that out right through the podcast and stuff and I'll reach back out to y'all and just, you know, let y'all, you know, just give y'all a review and stuff like that. Yeah, that's us know. Definitely. Yeah, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, mm-hmm. it's on Amazon, it's on Google Play, it's on Tidal. So it's on all the major streaming platforms under The Wait Is Over. Uh, um, so, you know, we, we try and, you know, dis- distribute it on all of the popular platforms. Um, so, yeah, so anyone can pull it up. I mean, right, right when it came out, we promoted it pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got, we got a really good turnout, um, you know, for as far as streams go. So, um, you know, and then slowly we'll, you know, we, we'll be putting out some singles and things. Um, and then like Dash said, you know, we're not sure how long the next project is going to take. We already have been working on the next project, um, so whenever we we think that's going to be complete, and you know maybe it'll take three to six months, we're not sure. Maybe it's mm-hmm. sooner, but um, you know we, we want to put out another project if that's um, a progression from this project. So we, we want to make sure everything's you know becoming uh, better and better as as we kind of progress in our career. So uh, um, you know so that you know that should be on the way. Hopefully we'll get something in by summer. Okay, that's what's up. And, and are y'all like working with other artists right now? Um, I mean, pretty much everything that I produce, or pretty much everything Dash writes. I mean, we, we do some small things on the side, but but pretty much everything that we put out is stuff that we work on together. So I'm not really working with any other artists. Um, you know, we don't really work with many other producers. We don't have any features. Um, we had we had maybe one. I think we had one feature on our album. This kid Coop, he uh, he plays instruments and he sings. But other than that, we like to showcase our talent and what we have. So I mean, we have each other. So we don't really need many features, but we do work with other artists on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's up. So with the Grammys coming up on Sunday, um, have y'all seen the nominations? I saw a couple of them for. Um, like hip hop albums, so I know Kendrick's albums nominated. I know Childish Gambino's is nominated, um, and then a few others. I'm not sure what the other ones are, but I, I generally watch the Grammys when they come on. So um, I, I don't know all the projects that are nominated right now, but I know Kendrick's is pretty much in the running to take you know hip hop album of the year. Yeah. So what's what's what was y'all like besides you know because I know as an artist you know y'all y'all listen to your music every day all day 
before anybody's, but y'all should listen to, you know, other artists. What you think is the album of the, of the year? Like, because Kendrick album was really good. Like, a lot of people said that, like, um, Damn wasn't as good as Pimp um, a Butterfly. I feel like Damn was, was very good. Um, then you also had Jay-Z 444, where people, a lot of people felt like, especially the younger generation, uh, felt like it was, like, old music. But to me, I felt like, I loved the album. Cause it, it taught me a lot, you know. Especially, it was like a business album. Like, yeah. I, it teach. It was like he was teaching you everything, but into music and like that was dope. And then you also have like these other like albums and stuff. So, in the past year, um, what was like your favorite like album to listen to? So, um, I like. I don't know. I, I like Jay Z's four 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 album. That was. I thought that was decent. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that album? I, I like, like I said, I like this message, but as far as Jay-Z, like, it wasn't really one of my personal favorites. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I like, you know, like, Blueprint. I like Blueprint 3. Um, so, that's when you, like, grow up listening to Jay-Z, to me, I, something about, I didn't really like the instrumentals and the beats on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like he was you know, lyrically showing what he could do. He was just pretty much trying to tell a message, I guess. So, to me, I didn't really, I wasn't really a big fan of the 444 album, honestly. But, um, but I did like a couple songs, and I liked the message he was trying to put out there, and, you know, showing people, you know, he basically his smarts and what you should be doing in the business. But I really didn't, there's not a lot, of, I didn't hear a bunch of albums that I, I liked this year. I'm not really a huge fan of Kendrick. So I didn't really listen to his album because I, I just I can't listen to a whole album to me of Kendrick Nunn against him, but yeah. it's just not I don't gravitate towards his music, so I haven't really heard any like like this time right now. There's not a bunch of rappers that I like really like like a yeah. lot. You <laughs> know, like yeah. growing up, a whole bunch of rappers. I felt like I I couldn't wait for the album to come out, and right now I feel like it's not. That's not at a point where I'm, I can't wait for someone's album to come out. Like, I couldn't wait for his album to come out. I couldn't wait for the Gina album to come out. I yeah, couldn't wait for the album. I couldn't wait for Eminem's album. Like, at that yeah. time, Lloyd Banks, at that time, there were so many albums coming out that I couldn't wait to hear, but I don't feel like that right now. Do you think Do you think because of streaming, you think of streaming um, effect, affected that? Because I remember my first album I ever bought, well, my sister helped me buy, was... Uh, it was ludicrous. Um, not back to the future, but um, word, of, word of mouth. That was like yeah. my first album, and then I had like Fifty Cent album, um, Get Rich or Die Trying was classic. I had the Eminem show. Um, I had a, I had a, I forgot what's fabulous um, album that was, and I had, of course, I had the Trick Daddies, and I had the Pitbull, his first album. Do you think that streaming um, had an effect on that because of? You know, I, it wasn't the. No, nah, what were you about to say? Personally, I don't think it's. I really don't think it's the streaming. I think it's. I really think it's the quality of good albums. I just don't feel like people are putting together great albums where you, where you can listen from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, all these I mean, new artists, of course, they got you know. There's I find artists the new artists out. I found songs that I like. It's very rare that I like. 
mm-hmm. you know, their whole product and everything that they're putting out. I find a couple hits that I like, you know, a couple catchy tunes, but I there's no artist to me that are putting out, you know, from beginning to end a great album, you know, except for maybe Drake, uh, Kendrick, for everyone loves Kendrick. I'm not a big fan, but I, from what I can tell, everyone likes his albums. But other than that, there's not many. J. Cole, you know, if you like that type I of music. I love J. Cole. I love J. Cole. Yeah. It's not really. Mm-hmm. No, J. Cole, you, you could tell J. Cole puts in time to make a complete album from beginning to end, and he puts a lot of work in his albums. Yeah, because a lot of people didn't like his last album, which to me, it's not my favorite from his catalog, but it's not, it's not, because I guess it's too laid back, because J. Cole's already laid back, but like, <clears throat> for me, my favorite album from him was, um, what's it called, uh, dang, um, his second album, um, hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the name of that one. It was called. Uh, it had. It had. Damn. Why did I? Why did I forget this? This man. Um. Second album. Um. But it had Power Trip on the. But the whole album was like great. Um. But I mean, as far as like excitement, I can I can see what she what she mean. Like you know you don't really attest, uh, you don't really look forward to music like how it is because for me. I don't think it's streaming. I think it's because a lot of people just come out with music like every every two weeks. Like when Drake, yeah. when Drake, for example, when Drake came out with his joints last um, last week, um, I was excited because one, I ain't heard from Drake in like it was like mm. what, months. We ain't really hear from Drake when yeah. he, before he dropped his um that two track EP. And I'm like, you know, this boy, he he ain't really lose nothing. And like, for me, honestly, like speaking on Drake, when Drake first came out, I loved that Drake. But yeah. it was someone, it was someone I couldn't really listen to all the time. Like, I, I like, you know, I'm a laid back person, but I'm still from Miami, so like, I like that upbeat tempo music, especially you know, playing sports, you know, working on the things like that. Yeah, if I'm with my girl, or if I'm just by myself, just riding and stuff, and and like I need a moment, I listen to Drake. But Drake, I'm not gonna, you know, put like play him straight. Like when I'm at the gym, like I listen to like a Meek Mill, I listen to a um a old Pitbull, or I listen to like a. Like old Jay Z, like Jay Z, my favorite album from Jay Z is, is the Black album, like yeah, stuff yeah. like Fly. that, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Now, AF as a producer, like, do you do you have that same? Do you do you feel the same? Like you do you do you not look for new music, or you just like you still you still get a little excited about it? So. I mean, I was always really excited to hear like Drake's projects. Like, I always thought, like even from like from like Take Care, nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the album right before that one? Uh, I can't remember the name of that one. Uh, thank me, yeah, Thank Me Later. Um, yeah. Thank Me Later is a classic. Yeah, I just was always like those were really definitely big influencers on, on me wanting to get into music production because I just I thought that the way that all those tracks were recorded, the way that the, you know, the music was made, 
you know, and a lot of that was attributed to boarding, but, um, you know, so more from a producer standpoint, I liked those albums because of the way that they were produced. I thought that they were all produced like really, really well. Everything kind of, you know, molded together. So you could tell it was like a complete thought out project. Um, I mean, with producers nowadays, I mean, a lot of like the, you know, the, the hot tracks that are out. So you got like Gucci Gang from, uh, what's his name? Uh, whatever that kid's name is. Little Pump. And you know what's crazy? Oh, I didn't even know yeah. Little Pump was from Downhill. He's from Miami. Like, it's, it's these new artists that's coming out, they're from Florida. And I'm like, I don't like, it's like, I guess because I'm getting older, but then at the same time, like, I look at the old Gucci man. I'm like, I still listen to the old Gucci man. But like, yeah. little pump and them, like they they have to grow on me, you know. Like they have to like. But yeah. I still wouldn't li- like with them. I can't listen to a whole album, like. No, impossible. Yeah, I they can't. got like they got like one or two tracks. You're like, oh yeah, you can hear that in the club. You can hear that out. Like you can play it at a party or whatever. Yeah. But that's something you're gonna turn in your car and play for two hours a day. Like nah. it's it's not. You know, like a really crafted out music that you could tell someone put time into. Yeah. Someone probably made that beat on Fruity Loops in 20 minutes. Yeah. They got an eight, eight, they got a bass drum, a snare, found a sample, and you know they gave it to the, to Bill Pump. He put a little catchy thing on it, and boom, you got you know this. You know, obviously the Gucci Gang track is huge. I mean, yeah, million song, but I mean that's like how a lot of the music is now. It's just like finding like a some catchy little wave, um, you know, you get a buzz off this one song, and two years later, these artists fall off, you know, so there's not a lot of people that, that create great work and stick around, I feel like a lot of music now is just these, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a word, yeah, wonders. yeah, they, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much wonders, you know, and they're fat, yeah, it's just, just, just fat music, so what's the cool sound for next week, well, maybe it's, what, you know, one of these weirdos, uh, you know, yeah, Monday's mumble rappers, as they yeah. call them. They'll come up with something, it'll it'll pop, and then two years later, you won't hear anything. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, that's just not kind of the kind of music that we want to come up with. I mean, we, we want to create, you know, hits, you know, stuff that you could, you know, you have at parties, you can hear in a club, but we also want to have, like, music that, you know, you can put an album on in your car or your home and just really listen to it and be like, man, this is, like, you know, a really well-thought-out project, you know, so... But people have their preferences. I mean, people yeah. people like Lil Pump. People like these these guys like that. So you can't, you know, they're they're grinding, they're doing their thing, so you can't fault them for that. Yeah. But you know, everyone's got their own wave. So yeah, man. Because like, I mean, because I have a few more questions about about y'all particularly. Um, only ones I really listen to, honestly, in the new wave. Like one of my, because um, I work, you know, with kids and. Um, one of my um, my kids, she's in high school, and she wanted me to listen to XX Tessian. And Ooh, honestly, uh, honestly, I, I'm not gonna lie, him, he's 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 one of them new new cats that like I listen to an album, cause he's kind of different, you know. He's weird. I listen, I listen to him too. I, I listen to <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Like he's not, he don't he don't he don't bore me. Like he's like you know. He may look crazy, but he's very intellectual. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I heard his. I heard his first product he put out. 
And I, I turned it on, and I was, like, really surprised by the way it sounded, because he had, like, a lot of, like, acoustic guitar, he had, like, electric guitar. Like, it didn't sound like what I was expecting it to sound like. So it, it did interest me, you know, the way that he kind of formulated that project, because I, I thought it was going to be just a bunch of, like, you know, just a bunch of amp tracks. Yeah, like, loud stuff. Not that all. It was all, like, like just kind of vibey. It just yeah. wasn't what I expected. I mean, he's a weird kind of dude, and he's out there, you can tell, but, but he's, I mean, he, he's obviously got, you know, some intellectual, intellectual, um, he's all the way he does the music, so. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah, because, like, even, like, I'm not going to lie, I listen to Kodak Black. Like, I'm sorry, like, you know, Kodak is, like, <laughs> <laughs> to me, Kodak reminds me of a young Gucci or Boosie. You know, when I, when I listen to yeah. when I listen to Kodak, because I ain't going to lie, you know, even though I'm from Florida and, like, um, Kodak, you know, he's from Florida, like, I was, he was one of them you know, artists that I was scared to listen to, but when you actually listen to his album, like, it, it rides, you know, but that's it's more of a, you know, you got to be, like, with your homeboys type stuff. Like, his I music, I just vibe it. I'll check it out. I haven't really listened to it. Yeah, nah, listen to, listen to Koda, like, working out, like, you can work out to his music and stuff like that. When you just riding out, you know, in the city, like, you can listen to him. Like, he's, with Koda, he getting in a lot of trouble, but, like, he's, to me, he's lyrical in his own way. Like, to me, he's not a mobile, he's not a, he's not a mumble rapper. He's not like a, um, what's that kid's name? Um, what's that boy's name? He from Atlanta. I forgot his name. He got like the the, the red hair. I forgot his name. Oh, but, oh, oh you're talking about Lil Yachty? Lil Yachty. He's not like him or he's not like uh, um, mm-hmm. Little Pump and stuff. Uzi, Uzi is like, he, he's like, he's not, what's, what I'm trying to say? He's borderline. Because Little Uzi yeah. is like, he's dope. He's yeah, like he got some, you know, he got some hits and stuff like that. One question I want to ask y'all too about these new rappers: What y'all think about Cardi B? <laughs> uh, she's hot, man. She, yeah, she's, yeah. She's hot right now. I mean, I, I don't think she messing with Nicki Minaj no, as no, far no. as lyrically, but I mean, for right now, she. I, I don't know how long she's gonna last. I don't know if she's gonna have any longevity because I don't think she's lyrically. Great, but she's got you know some hits popping right now. Some bangers. She's she's, per, she's a personality. She definitely is. That's yeah. A lot of people gravitate to her because mm-hmm. she that's like her personality is huge. You can't like mistake Cardi B. So you know, I think a lot of her popularity definitely comes from like her persona. You know. Yeah, cause I think with I think with Cardi B, um, to me, I feel like she still kind of needs to come out with an album. But at the same time, it's like she got, you know, everyone in her hands. You know, she got the whole world in her hands and stuff. And, uh, and like, just seeing where she came from, you know, um, you know, just coming from the strip club and coming from Love and Hip Hop and now being a mogul, I'm like, that's how that's how it should be. Like, if you if you if you're an artist or anybody, you coming from the bottom. You coming from situations like that, whether you're a drug dealer, whether you're a stripper, whether anything that's like not not positive in the in the in the public eye, 
you know, but like the change, like I look at Young Jeezy, like Young Jeezy came in, you know, he was selling dope and stuff like that. But this man's a mogul, like he's 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 in that lane with like the Rick Ross and the and, you know Jay Z and stuff. Like he's a mogul, you feel me? So it's just like yeah. I love seeing that growth and like with Cardi B. Like I listen to my fiance all the time, you know, like especially you know she Dominican and stuff like that, and she from New York. So I hear from her all the time. She's like, you know, Cardi B, you know, that's my girl. But Cardi B, you know, I'm, I'm proud of her, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just waiting for that. That, that. To me, I think if she dropped one album, it, it'll be, I'll be fine with that. Like, she could just drop one album. She don't have to drop nothing no more. Just because of how the, how everything is nowadays, like, with technology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. But to get to 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 get back with y'all, um, like I said, the Grammys coming up and things like that. Do y'all um, see y'all like winning the Grammy? Is that one of y'all goals? You know, as you know, as an artist, as a group. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like a landmark you can't ever like, you know. It's one of the things you would always, you know, you could, it's you, just one of the things you just shoot for, you know, your entire life is to get a Grammy. You know, if you're an actor, you know, obviously you want an Oscar. I mean, that's just, that's like the pinnacle of, you know, the pinnacle of your craft. So, I mean, to be at the Grammys one day, sitting there and accepting an award, I mean, that, that's something you, that's something you dream of. So, and I, I think anyone in music, you know, if you want to make that your life, I mean, you're, one of your goals is to get a Grammy. I mean, that's, you know, that's definitely one of those things you shoot for. Yeah, man, because it's, I always felt like, you know, seeing, like, an artist that win Grammys, like, you know, they made it, you know, that's when all the bigger companies come in and try to give you, like, sponsorship deals and stuff, but for, like, me personally, like, as being in music, it just, it just, I don't know, like, it's just like a, uh, accomplishment like Grammy is like winning a Super Bowl, like for music, you know. So it's just like you know that's 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 the goal, man. But um, where do y'all see yourself five to ten years from now? Rich, <laughs> very rich, popular, and with some uh, like you said, some Grammys every year. That's what I see myself five years from now. What about you, Ailey? Can't agree with that. I mean, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, one of the main goals is to, you know, create and turn a profit for yourself so you can live a comfortable life. So, you know, being at a point where, you know, you don't have money concerns and things like that, I mean, that's, you know, who, who could ask for more, you know? <laughs> And then, you know, obviously having the accolades like winning a Grammy and being recognized for for being an artist and being recognized for, you know, changing music. I mean, that's that's something that, that you know, hopefully in 10 years, we, you know, and I want to say hopefully, we'll definitely get there over the next five, 10 years. You know, we'll, we'll be at that point where, you know, we're in a conversation of, uh, you know, the Drake's and the Kendrick's and all that. So, you know, we're, we're working out to get there, you know, and, then, you know. It's just, it's a grind. It's a grind for everyone out there yeah. trying to get to the point. And there's, there's a million other people doing the same things as us. So, 
we just gotta find ways to differentiate ourselves and and put out and put out stuff there that that's just gonna change you know change the game. So yeah, man, that's that's what's up, man. Cause that is the goal, man. Like the main goal is to be successful, you know, in your craft and um just be like that. You know, when they become like an icon, become a pioneer, become a legend, and just help out mm-hmm. the, the younger generation. Um, one more question I have, too, before we, we end the podcast. Um, Dada Dash, like, um, what's your top five? Who's your top five, like, rappers? Uh, my top five yeah. would be Jay-Z. Okay. Eminem. Okay. Lloyd Banks. Okay. Jay-Z um, and Lloyd Banks. Personally, Fab. And probably not. It's crazy because you kind of gave me that fabulous type vibe when I listen to the music. <laughs> you kind of gave me that vibe. And that's not a bad thing because Fabulous and Lloyd Banks too, both of them, to me, are still underrated. Like especially with lyricists, like Fabulous yeah. is nice, and especially Lloyd Banks. Um, AF, what about you? As far as like producing, like who's your top five producers like of all time? Oh man, I mean, definitely Just Blaze is in there. Okay. Um, Ryan Leslie's definitely in there. Uh, it's close. I mean. There's a lot of guys I listen to. There's like guys like Scott Storch. Like he he produced like a lot of like G Unit stuff way way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Storch. Uh, I think who else? I'm definitely 40. 40 is in my top five, uh, definitely. Um, and then as a fifth, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I mean, there's a lot of guys that keep up on follow. There ain't not Dr. Dre not on there. You got Dre. Uh, I mean, I would. I didn't follow a whole lot of Dr. Dre as far as yeah. like his production. You know, obviously Dr. Dre is a pioneer. I mean, but I mean his sound wasn't super influ- influential to me. I mean, guys like Pharrell, like you know, I I, I can a lot of I can see that. I can see Pharrell and, and like influencing yeah. your sound. I can see that. So, yeah, I mean, I got a wide range, and, like, a lot of my influences are outside of hip-hop, too, so, um, you know, musicians from rock to jazz, I mean, I, I listen to a whole lot of different things, so, um, you know, my musical influences come from a lot of different areas, you know, even outside of, like, hip-hop and rap, uh, hip-hop and R&B. This was up, uh, this was up. Um, Who's your top five? My top five as far as what, like, rappers? Average. Um, <laughs> I got number one is Eminem. Um, two is Jay Z. Three is Biggie. Four is Ludacris. And five is J Cole. Nas, it's it's hard because Nas is you know, you have Nas, you have Park, you have like Scarface, like. Mm. You know, I forgot the, the, not, I didn't really want to. I'm gonna put Drake in my top five. I forgot about Drake. But do you? But I'm gonna put Drake. But huh. you? Do you? Yeah. Do you think that people? Do you think that he didn't? He don't write his own lyrics? Nah, he definitely writes his lyrics. I mean, now he might get some. 
I think people send him some hits, like some hooks, and he might change it up. He's gonna change it up, but I know Drake can rap. Like when he first is coming out, if he really wants to get on a track and rap, dude, he can rap. Straight up. And that's so I mean, you get to the point where you're so big, where I mean, you might not have time to be doing all your writing, so people are gonna start sending you songs, and you might you might pay him and take a couple of their hooks and whatnot, but. He already he already did his thing like you know for a fact he can he can rap if he really needs to get on a pen and write he's gonna kill it more than most people are gonna kill it and that's, that's yeah and that's how I feel too like I feel like he 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 can rap like I feel like he write his own stuff I just think just like all rappers like you know you may a rap not even if may not even be a, another rapper it could be even a producer like you know AF you could you could um you could relate to this like you may have you know. Dutta Dash or another rapper come in, lyrical, but they may need some help when it comes to hooks. You know what I'm saying? Like, to yeah, me, to me, like, even Snoop Dogg, I remember Snoop Dogg say Jay-Z wrote some of his lyrics for, um, for Still Dre. And I'm like, I look at Snoop, Snoop, to me, he's an all-around artist, like, you can never tell me that this man is not, he don't carry himself. Like, he don't, he's not lyrical, but he's just one of them artists that, that has no problem with, um, do I need, do I need something to be changed up and stuff? And look at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is like, this man is everywhere, man. I can't even consider him as a rapper. He just, I call him a god. <laughs> Like he's just, just I, and I, I like I don't even mention Biggie and Tupac. Like I don't even put them in my top five because it's Biggie and Tupac. Like they're that's they're what I'm saying. Like, it's boring to put them in your top five now. Like you know, you already know Biggie and Tupac. If you don't mention Biggie and Tupac, like what are you doing? And so I don't even put them in my top five anymore because it's just yeah. Long. And I feel like you know Eminem and Jay Z. I give them another five or ten years. They're gonna be in up. They gonna be up the like. It's yeah. gonna be born. Even now, it's like it's gonna be like you, you. These three for our generation, like the for twenty for twenty years, like they've they was like the, they was like the next generation, you know. After Park and Biggie, and then you also had like the you know the older cast, like Big Daddy Kane and all of them. Like, yeah, it's just it's 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 like they in the Hall of Fame now. Like, who's next now? Like, I yeah. like that. I look at, now I look at, like, Drake and, you know, the J. Coles and the Meek Mills and the Kendricks and the, you know, Wale's and the Big Sean's. Like, those are, like, the new, the new generation of, like, yeah, of, of now, you know. Um, another question, too. I have, I, have, I have so many questions. Oh, yeah. My top five producers. Um, I got Dre. I have Scott Storch. I got Kanye. Nah, I forgot about Kanye. Um, yeah. <laughs> low key, Little John, just because Little John, like Little John, you know, to me, <laughs> I feel like he's very underrated. Not <laughs> just for like a producer, like making beats, but also a producer, like you know, you know, pretty much, you know, grooming up artists. You know, like he's he brought out he brought a lot of artists out. You know, <laughs> like. With his sound as well, like, you can still hear it, you know? Like, yeah, right. And then number five, um, I could I could put, you know, like, Just Blaze, or I could put, um, 
It's a lot of producers, man. Forgot about Jay Dilla. He's Jay Dilla, yeah. You know, he's the he's the sample god. I mean, that guy. <laughs> yeah. He changed the sample game. You know, so he's definitely one of the greats. Yeah, man. And then you got what's the, what's his man? What's the man name? Um. What's his name? Is it academics? Not academics. Oh. Um. Alchemist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alchemist, yeah. yeah that's, it's, 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 it's like when it comes to produ- producers now, it's becoming like rap, like you know. Oh yeah, definitely. You can't yeah, have yeah, a producer. Just the same as art, like Metro Boomin now. Yeah, Mike Will did. Yeah. Uh, Young Chop, like all these guys, like they're running on a track. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like these like, guys are just get just as popular as artists now. Yeah, so it's just like it, it, it's crazy, man, but. Um, anything else that y'all want to like shout out or anything new coming up that y'all want to um, say before we end the podcast I'm not going to lie I'm going to tell y'all right now this has been like because um, I have this podcast and me and my fiance we have our own podcast called Cuddle Talk um, where we talk about relationships and things like that family and then I have an esports um, podcast um, it's called Times for but this podcast, like, has been one of the most, like, fun, like, podcasts I've ever been on. Like, it's top five for me. You know, it's That's great. Hope. You know, great conversation and things like that. Um, but, like, y'all have any, like, shout-outs? You know, any updates? You know, any things coming up? Yeah, so, I mean, like we were talking earlier, we've got a project coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we will try to get it done, you know, next three six months but we've already titled the project so it's called blue diamonds black hearts so we're not quite sure how long the album's going to be and exactly all the content of it yet but we've got probably about three or four tracks that we're pretty sure going to go on it um but we're currently working on that project right now so i mean we'll, we'll be announcing things as they get closer to the finish date um you know we, we try to keep updates pretty regularly on our instagram page um, Facebook, etc. So, um, you know, we, we try to keep updated. And then our, our DaVinci X team is great. We got our manager, um, Vanessa Nogueira. Uh, she's been great. She keeps us in line, keeps us in check. Um, you know, you communicate with her via yeah, email. Yeah. So she's great. She, you know, she handles all those types of things for us. Um, and then our video guy, London Chase, um, you know, we've been working with him for the past couple months. And um, you know, just to help get our video content up. So, you know, the team is growing. Um, you know, we're growing our team. You know, we've got a tight core of people that we work with. You know, we don't really keep our circle that huge for the time being. You know, just people that we know are going to be there, you know, if we need anything. So, um, you know, so that that's kind of our solid core group here right now. But, um, you know, there's a lot of good things coming for us in the future. And, um you know, we, we do our best to keep our social media pages updated so people can, you know, keep along with us and, and, and you know, know what's going on. So um, we should be having some shows here in New York probably the next couple of months. Um, so, like I said, we'll, we'll keep all that stuff updated on social media so, so people can keep keep up to date. Yeah, man. Yeah, I meant to say, yeah, shout out to Vanessa. I would love to have her on the podcast one day, too, just to, you know, speak about like being a manager because I know that's you know that's kind of it's kind of hard you know sometimes to you have to put things together and make sure everything goes great but 
she, me, me and her, we had a great communication, you know, via email, you know, so shout out to her. Um, also, one thing too, well, how, how does y'all come up with the with the name Da Vinci X? So, this is kind of a, I guess not really a long story, but I mean, we, for a while, we weren't really sure if we wanted to just come out as, you know, Dutta Dash and AF, you know, just kind of use our, our names and, you know, whenever we work on projects, we just include you know, both our names or if it would be better if we just had like a group name. So, you know, like this groups like Magic Jordan, you know, Migos, where they're like have individual artists in their groups. But they come together and have you know this this you know I guess this Justice League group that yeah. they create superhero group. Um, so we figured it would probably be best if we had some type of group name that people could associate with both of us. Um, and so I mean the first two initials are D and A. So um, you know that obviously stands for Dash and then A stands for A uh, for AF. Um, and you know, the, the, the Da Vinci part comes from, you know, obviously from Leonardo Da Vinci, yeah, yeah, yeah. the greatest artist of all time. Um, a guy who was proficient at not just art, but engineering, science. I mean, he's just a guy like a jack of all trades type of guy. So, um, you know, we try to approach music from the standpoint of like, you know, incorporating, you know, multiple disciplines, multiple skills. Um, you know, we come from a background where, you know, music's not the only thing that we're, we're good at. I mean, we, you know, we're athletes, we're et cetera, et cetera. You know, so I think someone like that kind of resonated with us, you know, uh, you know someone like Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. So uh, we thought it was a fitting name. And then adding an X on the end was just like icing on the cake. I mean, that just made, made it look better, so... Yeah, because my bad for the, in the early I like Da Vinci, and then I forgot about the X and stuff like that. But that's, that's yeah. what's up, man. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're rocking with that name for now. Um, we've got our Da Vinci X uh, Instagram page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our, our own solo pages. Um, we try to keep them pretty, you know, pretty much update all of them, you know, around the same time. That way, you know, nothing's lagging behind, but... Um, yeah, for all people out there listening, um, you know, my Instagram handle is AFMusicX, um, and then our DaVinciX page is um, DaVinciX, and then for Dash, it's Dutta Dash, it's, it's um, all his social media handles, so, um, you know, check us out, we try, to, we try to respond to people as much as we can, we get a lot of Instagram messages and things that we can't always respond to, but... Um, you know, it's been great because I get a lot of people, you know, who reach out to me, asking me, you know, various producing questions, you know, how did you do this, what program is for that? Like, I, we like that kind of stuff, you know, where people reach out, asking questions and, yeah. you know, and things. So, um, I didn't always have that, you know, in my music production career. I mean, there were some people there that, that helped out for me, but, um, you know, if I can help out, you know, young producers, you know, looking to, you know, make a way in music and figure out what, you know, what things to do, what things not to do, you know, I, I always try to respond as best I can. And I know it's the same for Dash, too, so. That's what's up, man. Brother Dash, you got any, um, you got anything, you got any shout-outs, any, anything you want to talk before we, um, wrap up the podcast? Um, 
not really. I mean, he did all the shout outs, but I had a question I wanted to ask you. Yes. That you asked us. Where do, where do you see yourself in five years? What's your, what you got, what you got going on? You know, that's a great question. Um, well, five, ten years from now, uh, I see myself, of course, married. Um, me and my fiance, we getting married this year in September. Um, thank you, thank you, man. Uh, have a big family. Um, Business-wise, I want to, because uh, right now I have, of course, I have the podcasts, but I also have, like, my marketing. I have my clothing brand, so... You know, in the future, I will send y'all some um, some clothes so like um, y'all can either uh, tell Vanessa to email me or whatever. Or we could like exchange numbers and y'all could just give me your sizes. I just you know just you know just ship y'all some stuff. Um, I also manage as well like with modeling and things like that. And I go to school because um, I want to be a sports age, sports entertainment agent. So. I see myself, you know, having the Grammys, having the the the, the sports awards and things like that, having multiple businesses, you know, multi-million um, dollar businesses, and also having, like, investing, um, you know, in different companies as well, like having, like, different franchises. Like, like for me, um, I try not to eat all the time because I'm trying to, you know, lose more weight, but... Um, you know, like have like Taco Bells and stuff. Like have like uh, Denny's. You know, just 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 building. Uh, you know, just building for the future. So you know, when my kids, you know, when I have kids, and you know, they become you know grown enough, like they can have something to fall back on. You know, so for sure, you know, sure. I see I see myself like five to ten years from now. You know, just being a very successful businessman. You know, because I do a lot as well, you know, so. For sure. Awesome. Respect that. Respect that. I mean, just keep yeah. in touch. Any way we can help, we can help each other. You know, it's always a benefit. Yeah, man. Because right now, yeah, because right now I'm, I'm working on the album. And, you know, I would love to have y'all on it, you know. Um, I'm working on my first track right now. But we got we to gotta work, man. This is this is start for something great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long you know, like that said, you know, keeping in 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 uh, touch with people that we meet and networking, and you know, you know, build building uh, you know, a, a network like that. It's always helpful. It's beneficial for everybody. So yes. you know, we're always here uh, to help in the way we can, and um, you know, let's let's get this working. So yeah, man. So um, I'm about to wrap this this podcast up. So. This has been your boy DJ Anonymous with Sports Biz Music, um, episode five with the homies AF Music and Dutta Das, also known as Da Vinci X, and we out. Later. Later.